0: Welcome back to episode 75 of the Parkrun Adventurers. Welcome, Mel Urbacher.
1: Thanks, Scotty. Good to be here, as always. I'm
0: trying to get excited. Trying to get excited for the pod this week. Because I'll let you in on a secret. I'm crashing a little bit.
1: You're crashing? I'm crashing. That's no good.
0: No. There's no chocolate in the house.
1: Oh... Yep. This is this is emergency level situation.
0: I'm trying to generate some excitement because sugar usually does it for me, and it's not today. Because <laughs> I got a pro tip from my work colleagues. They have this thing where they hide chocolate, so you surprise yourself because you'll find chocolate around the house when you start crashing.
1: Oh, they hide so they hide it from themselves. Yeah, how does that even work? I'm not sure. Because <laughs> you. <laughs> How, how do you forget where the chocolate is?
0: I think you do over time. Okay. So I tried it.
1: Yeah.
0: And Kusha found it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You need
1: to find some better hiding places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but you're right, because in the back of my mind, I knew the chocolate was there all along. But it was kind of out of sight, out of mind.
1: Okay. You should come to my house and I could hook you up with some tropical pineapple, which I'm still going <laughs> with. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got an expiry date at the end of this month for the last 10 blocks and I'm not sure I'm going to make it.
0: Yeah. Um, listeners who have been with us for a while will remember the tropical pineapple the chocolate barkle. phase. <laughs> and I get excited when you when you go into an IGA or one of those old supermarkets and you hope to see some leftover stock of the tropical pineapple. Because you I don't see it in my Woolworths or McColls, it's long gone.
1: No, you're right. And, and I, I do have my little safety store, which is lucky because you can't find it anywhere anymore. And that's exactly why I have a little surplus.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I've run dry. So, what are you excited about? Excite me.
1: Ah, oh, I'm really excited about, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's going to be a little conference for territory directors uh, in a couple of weeks. So, I'm excited about that. It's the first time Parkrun Australia has had a conference. It is. It so, is very
0: exciting for yeah those involved. Unless you're organising it and putting it together, not as excited. So give me another thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I'm always excited about the Barossa. Yes, which is happening not too far away. Now that we're in August, it's going to be happening next month.
0: Yeah, did you set up that countdown clock last last week? We talked about getting some sort of countdown official to figure countdown. out the
1: days. No, I no. haven't yet. Okay, no, I am lucky to look at my diary these days um, on a daily basis. It might get a, a weekly look in, but now that I am not actually at a day job. And counting down the days until I don't have to be at said day job, yeah. There's not a lot of need for me to look in my diary anymore.
0: Hmm. Hmm. We need to work on that. I you what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the Barossa too, because you, you need a holiday. My wife is always on me about. She needs to know where we're going next. Otherwise, the dredge and the misery of day to day life catches up with her. So I'm glad we've got the Barossa in a few weeks. Um, I got a haircut. I'm excited about getting a new haircut.
1: (laughs) And tell me, is this haircut um, to enhance the running performance? Are you more streamlined now?
0: No, I've actually gone the opposite. Because for years, I have just gone into the uh, the barber, the cheap $10 clip, in and out, 5-10 minutes.
1: So you're telling me you've got hair extensions?
0: I haven't got hair extensions, but I... (laughs) <laughs> I got a proper haircut
1: So it flows in the breeze <laughs>
0: Because I'm, I'm thinning a little bit on top Not sure if you noticed But apparently when when people who cut your hair as a profession They take it a bit more seriously than the people in just the chop chop Who just go bzz, 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 In 10 minutes So they've left a bit of length on the top of my head And I've, I've actually got more hair Not really oh. but <laughs> The illusion of more hair So I don't think it's going to help my running no
1: Oh Okay
0: Give me a, I don't know, 6 to 12 months and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's all going to be gone anyway.
1: 6 to 12 months?
0: It's going pretty quick. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That, that's a couple of seconds off your PB that you can look forward to.
0: Okay, so I'm excited about that. Not so excited <laughs> about going bald. A couple of seconds off the PB. More excited. There's
1: always a silver lining.
0: NFL season starting up. I'm the only one in Australia who cares about that. So that's good to have those conversations with myself. <laughs> <laughs> keep trying to slip it into conversations like this on the podcast. but
1: Doesn't get much of a response.
0: Nope. not.
1: Nope. I keep wanting to say the words like, how did the draft go or something, but I'm not sure that's the correct terminology.
0: Yeah. Not quite. Draft was a few not months quite. ago. Fantasy yeah. draft, which is another <laughs> level of sadness. That's all. That's cranking up. That's in the next couple of weeks.
1: Ah, and who's organizing that?
0: Oh, some you bloke did. in America.
1: You did know. quite well in that last year, I didn't did. you? I
0: did. Cleaned up.
1: You remembered. I do.
0: So defending yeah. champ. So a lot of pressure, a <laughs> lot of pressure, a lot of study focusing more time on that than, than necessary. But We need to have hobbies.
1: We do. You've got you've got game to keep up.
0: Are you excited? Game of Thrones, everybody wants to talk to me about Game of Thrones. I've never watched it. Do you watch it? I do. So are you excited about that?
1: I, I am excited about that. I have a direwolf t-shirt. In fact, my dog is a direwolf. And if you've never watched it, then you don't know what that is. nothing but...
0: to me. <laughs> How about we should have a conversation where you just talk about Game of Thrones, I talk about NFL. And it might actually make
1: sense. Okay. We could see how that goes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, you know, there is particular strategies in there that might um, mesh. Yeah. You start.
0: <laughs> We've got the seahawks.
1: You've got the seahawks. hawks. Yeah. Okay.
0: What did you say? Well, dire wolves.
1: A dire wolf. Yeah. But there's also dragons, which would take out your seahawks. No, no trouble. Uh, especially now that they're fully grown.
0: Right, but we yep. would come at you with our giants.
1: Oh, we we've also got giants, and we've got um, White Walkers. So that's undead giants. So you can't kill them unless you've got dragon glass.
0: No, packers. Don't know what a packer is, but we've got a packer. <laughs> they can come at you. We can just make it up. Dolphins.
1: Who who, who would win we in a <laughs> in a showdown? D- distract you, you with got- the
0: cuteness of the dolphins.
1: Oh, no, that wouldn't work. We've got, um, well, we don't have, we've got the Iron Fleet, but they seem to not be doing very well lately because they're, they're killing each other. They've, they've split down the middle and taken two different sides. My money's on Danny's side to win eventually, but we'll see how we go. I can't believe you've never watched Game of Thrones. Watch the you, first episode you were in three the times. Minority. You've watched it three times. Actually, have it. That's where you're going wrong. You need to watch the second episode after the first <laughs> no, one. No, but I've
0: never made it through the first episode in three attempts.
1: Are you watching it at the wrong time of day? I mean, you managed to get up in the middle of the night to watch the football. Surely yeah. you can stay awake for some some king action. No,
0: not really. Not really. I, and I think I've given it a fair shake. Three times and not one minute bit of interest in any of those minutes watching it. Okay.
1: I I do know that it's very difficult to get into – I had read the books prior to the TV show, so um, Adam was very confused for about the whole first season about who anyone was because I guess in a TV show – you don't say people's names all the time when you're talking to them and things like that because that would just be really staged and awkward. So he was constantly having to ask me who that guy was and who he was related to and all that sort of thing. So if I hadn't given him the, um, the running commentary on the first season, he might not have stuck with it either. So, I I think well done to anyone who just, you know, stayed with it in the first season, not having read the books before it started. Because, yeah, I wouldn't have known who the hell half the people were either. And it's very confusing because a couple of the characters have very similar names. So, it it might take a little while for people to realize that it's not just two people pronouncing their names differently. Because that happens as well. So, Mm. But I think I would be just as lost if I started watching the football. In fact I watched I watched the blind side yesterday. And um obviously that's that's a football sort of movie.
0: It's a true and, story.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's a very touching true story as well. Some incredible people in this world.
0: Mm. He's still playing. Is he? He is,
1: yes. Good on him, Michael.
0: Yes. Um might be his so, last season.
1: Well, that's all right. He must have had a good long run. Yeah. I mean, athletics and, and all that sort of stuff, professionally, I'm sure people don't have a very long shelf life, generally speaking. And I know they, they wear all that body armour and things like that, so when they tackle each other, it probably doesn't even hurt. But still, you know, <laughs> there's some big people <laughs> in that game. And if they came at you, <laughs> I don't think even with all the armour on, I might survive. Yeah,
0: no. right. Well, I don't think the arm actually helps. I reckon they should take it all off. I think it does more damage than it's good. But you know what, Mel? People people tuned in expecting us to talk about parkrun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, for those who who are way, way hardcore, we've probably lost the whole two of you. So that's fine. I'm yep. sure everybody else is interested.
0: The beauty of podcasts. Just fast forward. Exactly. To well,
1: maybe we should get back
0: yep. to talking about parkrun. Yep. The next 20, 30 minutes is all about parkrun.
1: We're heading back to the Northern Hemisphere this week to have a little chat to a gentleman named Sean Sutherland Kirby, who is a parkrunner at Cannons Park Park Run. Now, Sean has volunteered more than he has Completed the course, and we're keen to have a chat to you all about that. Sean, welcome to the Park Run Adventures podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Now, as, as I just mentioned, you've heavily volunteered before you jumped into participating at your local Park Run. Can I just ask how you first heard about Park Run and how you got involved with volunteering?
2: Uh, well, I first heard about Park Run through my husband. Uh, my husband's a, a teacher at a school, um, and he came home one day and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to be running this weekend with uh, Chris, who's uh, one of the assistant heads at his school." And I was like, "Oh, okay, fine. Uh, you know that that was just kind of it." And then you know a few weeks later it was oh I'm running again it was okay fine um you know that went on for a few weeks and uh and then it turns out Chris who's a a fellow Aussie by the way um was setting up Cannons Park Park Run and um was doing the kind of initial setup run and uh, needed volunteers and uh, Andrew said oh I've been running this thing called park run and we need volunteers and you're doing it. Um, <laughs> so I was, great okay um, what is this thing and just showed me the website and I went on and had a look and I was great I have to be at a park in October at 7.30 in the morning to go and have a look around this course and you know, he knew how to get me down there, he promised me breakfast at the cafe afterwards Um, (laughs) so you know, I went down there, had a look around and uh, I just volunteered that first time and and I just enjoyed being down there and meeting new people and you know, at the time I was, we were living in a, a flat, um that didn't have really good access. I'm, I'm uh, in a wheelchair. Um, so uh, I was pretty much housebound at the time. So Andrew was working full time. Um, I was stuck at home. I, I'm working as a, uh, an artist from home. Um, so I was just sat at the computer. It was me and the cat. And, uh, um, and that was really my life. So Parkrun came up and, and it was a chance for me to kind of get out and meet new people. And um, it, it's been great just kind of getting out and each Saturday and, and seeing new people and kind of having this group of people to, to go to each Saturday. And yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a new challenge and an adventure each week. It's been brilliant.
0: You were lured to parkrun through breakfast. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> exposed to the active lifestyle, but you volunteered for quite a few months until the weekend recently where you took part in your first park run in a wheelchair. How did that go?
2: Yes. Um, it went really well. Um, it was actually the, the, the day that I did it was actually the, the day after, um, the anniversary of my accident. So I actually did it as a way to kind of, um, take my mind off of the, the fact that, you know, I was constantly thinking about that. Um, and I, posted online you know hey guys any advice for doing this because uh you know do I need to wear a helmet and you know any other guys doing in wheelchairs or you know any advice for me um I I, I got like 500 likes and loads of comments saying well done and and I really wasn't expecting it and the online community has been great with it um I mean I go to the gym and I, I work out a bit when I can and and I all of the other guys that are down doing the park run always look like they're having so much fun and and I love doing the volunteering side of it, don't get me wrong, but um, I've always wanted to just kind of get in and get stuck in and and as soon as I got my new wheelchair a few months ago, um, which is much lighter than my old one, um, I've wanted to to actually tackle the course Um, and it just seemed the, the perfect time to go ahead and do it. So. I set that date as a kind of I'm going to go ahead and do this. Um, so we got down there and you know, we, we set off. And the first seven or eight minutes was very British. Uh, you know, excuse me, excuse me, I'm coming through, coming through, um, trying to to weave through people. And uh, the Cannons Park course is is brilliant. It's um, it's a three lap course. And it's kind of split into two halves. So um, the first half is what I would call typical English park, where it's lovely pavement, fields either side, there's a playground, and you know, there's dog walkers and everything. Um, It's really great, you know whipping through uh, overtaking people and then the second half is is what's called the spinny it's a wooded area um and it's a little bit bumpy um slight incline but the the track on that area is kind of compacted sand and gravel and dirt so as soon as my from casters hit that it was like hitting treacle it was like running through honey so i just almost stopped dead um and it, it was a real workout um but i i really enjoyed it and people were saying to me oh once you do one it, you'll catch the bug and you'll want to do it again um and i i i think i did the course in. 45.09 I mean I wasn't smashing any records by any any means um but I I got got to the finish line and um people were, were cheering and you know it was that that real you know parkrun family you know warmth and uh I got my token and, and did my scanning and everything and um I just wanted to do it again you know it, it's really hard to explain um once when you're volunteering and people are finishing and they're like, Oh, that was great, I wanna do it again and you're just thinking you are mad. You are insane. What you do it's Saturday morning. How can you say you wanna do that again? And then you actually do it and you're thinking to yourself, Yeah, I wanna do that again. That's great. You know, you actually understand it and yeah, I can't wait to do my next one.
1: I love that you were volunteered to uh volunteer by your hubby. I think we've all probably volunteered various family members and significant others to get along to park run, but I'm impressed that you you know you went and you you kept coming back because if you're not that person who's the majority of park runners are there to run and participate, and so once they've had their you know fix of doing that, then they decide okay, yeah well we should give back and we should volunteer, but you you had you had the opposite. Um, I guess now, obviously, you're going to participate a little bit more than just volunteering every week. Were you nervous ahead of your first? Because obviously you knew all the people there, but I guess, you know, they, they of of course, know you as well. And so maybe there was a little bit of, oh, is everyone going to be watching to see how I go?
2: Yeah, um, I, I was actually. I was really nervous. Um, quite a few of the, the regulars there were saying to me, are you going to be doing it soon? You know, every week it's like, are you going to be doing it soon? Um, And quite a few that had been going from the very start um, knew that I was waiting for a new wheelchair. Um, When we very, when Cannons Park first started, I was in a wheelchair that weighed about 20 kilograms. um, And I'd been in that for about two years, uh, which, it's really heavy. I mean, I got my new wheelchair about two and a half months ago, three months ago, um, which weighs about eight kilograms, which is a massive difference. Um, and you know, I can fly around on it. Um, so as soon as I got this wheelchair, people say, you got your new wheelchair, you're going to be going around on it. And you know, they, they come kind of, every week. It was, is this the week? Is this the week? Um, so they knew that it was going to be coming up. Um, so I, I was a bit nervous of, of kind of saying, yeah, this is going to be the week I'm doing it. Um, and it, it was, it wasn't really the, the expectation. It was more myself of kind of, am I going to be able to do this? Cause you know, I, I go to, I, I said before I go to the gym fairly regularly, just for kind of physiotherapy really. Um, and there are times when I'm on the, the hand cycle um, and I put in like the resistance things and I do like a 20 minute training program and I'll just kind of close my eyes halfway through and I'll open my eyes and it's seven minutes left to go and I close my eyes again and I'm sweating bullets and then I open my eyes six and a half minutes left to go. <laughs> six minutes twenty five left to go, six twenty one left to go, You're gradually opening your eyes and watching the you know, it's it's horrible. But um I think the the difference with the, the park run is that you can you've got the scenery and everyone else and so you, you know it's it's such a different atmosphere. It's yeah, it's it's a lot different than going to a gym and you don't have to pay for it, which is a, a huge bonus.
0: Sean, can I just ask a bit of your history about how you ended up in a wheelchair? Is it a recent thing for you?
2: Um, It's not, no. Um, I've been in a wheelchair for um, four and a half, nearly five years. I actually had a motorbike accident in 2009, Um, and uh, after that it was found that I was born with um, spina bifida, Um, but I I didn't have any symptoms when I was born, Um, but the accident... Uh, kind of started the symptoms on and uh, caused some uh, cysts on the spinal cord Uh, so that's a degenerative condition. I also um, bruised uh, my brain which caused a condition called functional neurological disorder uh, which causes a lot of um, neurological symptoms which uh, things like uh, finding hard to find words um, tremors and uh, functional uh, weakness in the limbs and things uh, particularly in the legs um, so yeah they're both degenerative conditions so it, it was a gradual thing um, so I, after the accident I was uh, had a walking stick and then from that went to crutches um, then to a, uh, a wheelchair kind of part time uh, and then gradually full time in a wheelchair so it became a, a gradual thing and a, an adjustment and um, but you know you you get dealt cards and you just deal with it don't you and you you learn to adjust
0: so how would you say pushing yourself around the park run course in a wheelchair compares to running it in terms of physical output because i could imagine it would be a bit tougher to push yourself around in a wheelchair than just going for a run or am i completely wrong
2: oh no it's it's a lot tougher um Oh, uh, it's it's using all the wrong muscles. Um, That's what you know, I'm your legs. Are, <laughs> your legs are designed to, to kind of carry you along. Uh, your arms are not. But the wheels really assist because once you push, you kind of get you get that forward momentum. Um, so when I as it's really weird as, we, as i was going around the course i said you kind of got that uh, at canons park that kind of uh the course of of two tracks really so um some of the runners as some of the kind of uh middle runners um as we were going around on the the tarmac kind of side of it i was flying past them um you know i, I just like a speed demon i was loving it um and then i was getting to that kind of compacted gravelly part and it it was it was like doing a weight session at the gym it was it was great i loved the 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 kind of the the challenge of it um but then these people that were just going at a steady pace were then overtaking me um and then we get back to the tarmac and then i'd overtake them it was like torts and hair um i'd really like to go to a, a kind of all tarmac flat course just to see what I'd be like there. Um, I've actually been signed up, uh, to do, uh, one of the, the guys at our park run, um, decided to put me forward for, uh, a neurological charity in, in East London called Headways London. Uh, we're looking for people to run the, uh, parallel London, um, charity event they do a, uh, like a 1k 5k and 10k thing um at the uh queen elizabeth olympic park um so i'm i'm doing that i'm doing 5k in uh september uh, to raise money for for that charity uh so it's just kind of snowballed um so yeah it'll be interesting that that's going to be a complete tarmac thing um uh, so i'm going to raise money for a charity by uh, doing another 5k so that'll be fun but yeah it it, like i say, it's it's completely different muscles but it's i don't know um what was the question
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think you answered the question right at the start when you said yes it's hard it's definitely harder so we're all soft if we can't manage it on our legs when when you can manage to get around using your arms.
2: We well, you should give it a try one day, Scotty. Find someone that's got a spare wheelchair and uh, go and find a nice flat course and uh, just do one lap. See if you can do one lap in a wheelchair.
0: You know what, Sean? See? I've actually I've actually thought I wouldn't mind having a go at it. Sometimes you see them at the the major races and they're miles in front and they look like they're cruising, but it also yeah. looks like a lot of hard work on your shoulders and arms that runners aren't familiar with
1: and they also have race chairs in those sorts of races too this this your you go around sean in just a normal chair don't you
2: yes i do yeah because like i said i posted on the uh the facebook uh, kind of park-run community thing, um, just for some advice. And, and someone said to me, oh, you're doing it in a day chair or a race chair? And I was like, yeah, I, I can't afford a race chair. Are you, are you serious? Um, but it, there's a, a guy that that's actually... Uh, added me on facebook has been giving me advice and stuff he's going to be coming down to our our park run and, and doing the course in his stage air yeah. he's invited us down to his in south end um to go and try out his track and stuff he's doing the, the parallel london um uh, a guy named daddy so you know i've actually made a new friend and and stuff through through facebook and through park run um which is all, all great as well um I've also um, met uh, a girl at park run who's um, fundraising through her company to uh, to hopefully get a free wheel for my wheelchair, which is a, a third wheel for the front of the wheelchair, which raises your front two casters, and. Uh, Kind of, it, it it not really a race chair, but it, it makes it easier to go over different terrains. Um, so make grass and and those kind of gravelly paths a little bit easier, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that that'll be great.
1: I love the idea of um, Scotty having a go. I think I think more people. We should have an organized event where you know it's bringing or or take your friend's wheelchair to parkrun day, and. Um, and then those those of us who uh, think we're having it hard on our legs can can try it with our arms instead.
2: Definitely, definitely.
1: Sean, tell
0: us about Cannon's Park. I'm just having a look at it on Facebook at the moment. Looks quite pretty. What's the course like, and what are the people at Cannon's Park like?
2: Uh, it is a, a really pretty park. Um, it's really friendly. It's such a diverse group of people. I mean. Chris did the, the kind of head RD. Um, he, as I said, is a, a fellow Aussie. Uh, he's actually out in Australia at the the moment, um, so he's kind of handed the reins over to the rest of us. Um, he he's really welcoming and and friendly. Um, he was the one that said to Andrew, uh, you know get sean down um i i need more people and you know he'll be great and he was the one that was like you can do this sean come on he, he just believes in people and, and always sees the best in people um we also have the the friends of cannons park who are kind of a, a small group of people who look after the park and they've got a little cafe there and they always come down and open up on a, a saturday morning so people can get drinks and and treats after the run um we've got a real diverse group of people that come down and, and actually run. Um, so we, we've we had um, – we we like to do um, different runs for, for different times of the year. So we had like April Fool's run where we, we ran the course backwards, which was really fun. Uh, we had a, an Eid run recently. So a lot of our um, Muslim runners were um, – fasting throughout ramadan um so at the end of ramadan um we had a, an eid run where at the end of the the run we had a lot of food run uh, laid out um and some of the ladies were doing henna uh, on people um we have uh, an autistic runner who runs every week we have a uh, partially sighted runner who runs um everyone's just really warm and welcoming um and because we have uh kind of a few core runners who run all of the time uh and volunteer all of the time you get to see those people who started out running uh you know nearly an hour who were were walking the course um who are now running uh Forty-five minutes or forty minutes, and you know you can see they're they're losing weight, and you can see the achievement on their faces as they're finishing, uh, you know, crossing the finish line, and 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 you can see how happy they are when when they're being cheered by the marshals going around, and it, it's such a, a a welcoming place for them. Um, yeah, it, it, it's great. You can't really describe that that sense to people. Um, I, I guess that that's all park runs really not not just Cannons Park but that, that kind of cradle of, of warmth um, yeah it, it, you really have to, to see it to experience it Sean, thanks for
0: coming on the podcast I love meeting park runners like yourself and hearing stories about how you were introduced and have learned to love park run and thanks for sharing it with the
2: Australian audience uh, Thanks for having me Thanks guys
0: We're going on a little adventure down my neck of the woods. We're down in Victoria this week to catch up with the Tarelgon ED, Tanya Wrong. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Tanya.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, a little bit chilly. I've been out to Tarelgon. Can get very cold. Is it cold at the moment?
3: (laughs) It is cold. It is four degrees and overcast and not a bit of sun in sight this morning. Oh, it's lunchtime now, so it's afternoon, isn't it?
0: I had a quick glance at your Facebook photos and I see lots of white. So there's lots of frost about yeah. on a Saturday morning. Lots
3: of frost.
0: How's that going with um, the hardcore park runners? Is it keeping some people away?
3: Um, yeah, our numbers are still around 100 participants and that's a good number for us. So while it might be driving um, a few away, it's certainly our hardcore park runners who come rain, hail or shine, it, it's not keeping them away. All I can say is the volunteers do an amazing job to stand out in that frosty, cold grass and uh, you know, do their stopwatches and barcode scanning. So we love our volunteers very much.
1: Tanya, I'm not um, particularly familiar with whereabouts Traralgon actually is. I'm fairly geographically challenged. Can, can you give us sort of a, a bit of a placement on a map and, and a bit of a course description?
3: Sure. So Torrington is located in Victoria, like Scott has mentioned. So we're in Latrobe Valley, um, down in Gippsland. So we're about two and a half hours drive south I, from from Melbourne, um, which is a nice drive down. And we sit down towards, I guess, in the middle of we yeah, in the
1: middle of nowhere really. <laughs> That's exactly where you need the park runs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're a, we're a regional centre, and we're we're surrounded by rainforests and beaches, and you know about half hours drive from everywhere.
1: So we're pretty lucky with that. And what's so? What's your course like? It's it's not coastal, then. It's sort of country, Victoria. It is.
3: It's it's, it's very close to the middle of the town. So we're lucky in that we um, we're quite central. We have a two lap out and back course. We start. At a footbridge, which is in the middle of our net local netball courts and local tennis clubs. So we've got good parking there and good facilities with water and, and toilet, which is fantastic. And we've also got a, an amazing cafe that we go to, which as all park runners know, that's the most important thing, breakfast and coffee after park run. So we're we're just a two lap, very flat course. A lot of people like to come to our course to get their PBs. So when we have pace a week. It's a very popular time to come along because I think even our visitors um, say that our, our Tarelgon Park Run course is where they hold their fastest time. So we're a nice little
0: flat course. terrelgan has got a good reputation and they've got a good running scene there. You've got the Tarelgon Harriers, you've got the Athletics Club. Yes. Is that, yep. um, have you seen good support from the uh, running community in Terrelgan?
3: Yeah, we do. We have a lot of of the Harriers turn up. Um, on a Saturday morning and also the triathlon club as well. So we sort of support each other. Being a smaller town, it's really important that we all support each other and um, try and get attendance. So we've got some of our park runners who um, started out park running with us and Harriers, being a running club, people are a little bit tentative to join running clubs initially because you, you think you have to be really fast and be able to run really well to be able to join running clubs so it's got that reputation as you know you have to be an amazing runner so now that parkrun and harriers have much more of a a friendship and a crossover um, some parkrunners go on to run with the harriers and support those local events that happen on Sundays here and and in in turn we have harriers that also turn up and they love the parkrun for the social aspect of it too.
1: Tanya how did parkrun start for you where did your parkrun story come into it?
3: Well, I wasn't involved in the initial setup. Um, I was involved in the Harriers. I was on the social club there. So I had a, a good working relationship with who was the president of the Harriers who also started um, the park run here with a few other people. Sarge was one of the people that set it up down here in Terrelgan and he's since um, moved on. And so um, I was sort of nominated to step into the event the run director and then stepped up to the event director role when he when he moved back to the sunny sunny parts of Brisbane which is seems pretty appealing right
1: now I think (laughs) moved north for a sun change
3: yeah absolutely so it was a bit of a a natural progression for me to join the the team as the run director and I think I'm I'm a nurse um by profession so I'm a a pretty good organiser and um, like to, to keep on top of things and, and so I think that was seen uh, by the other team members and thought yeah she can, she can become the event director she, <laughs> I was the one that was responding to the emails and jumping on the Facebook page and, and, and doing that anyway so I think that's how I sort of landed in the event director role and I share that, that role with Paul Rolandon so we're, we sort of complement each other and, and work together which is amazing
0: A natural progression that's good that's a good way to ease into it.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: We've just been chatting to Sean, who's a run director over in the UK, and he's also a wheelchair participant. Now, this is something that you've faced at Turalgon. You've previously had a wheelchair yes. participant run your course or roll your course.
3: Yeah, I think initially um, we had challenges in general, just our, our location – When we first started, we were the first ones down in La Trobe Valley to start a park run, and so we had up and nearly around 300 participants each week, which was too too many for our course, and it just wasn't coping. So that, along with um, a wheelchair participant, gave us quite a bit of stress and and a lot of problem-solving, and each week we'd sort of meet up beforehand, the event team, and we would try and problem-solve and introduce new roles and such as you know funnel manager, and we'd have a lot of support and communications person because it was like managing quite a big event every week and and luckily, I guess for us now new park runs have started around the, the area and taken that load off, which is really good for us. But the wheelchair side of it, um, just with the course congestion, we had to be really mindful with our safety briefing and also on the turnaround points because we're an out and back um, two lap course that could get quite dangerous and I mean and and additionally it's going to seem like it's um, probably pretty obvious but dogs and things and and prams with wheelchairs is another safety hazard that we have to be particularly careful with.
1: What would you say to adventurers who might want to check out a parkrun course in Gippsland to get them along to visit you guys?
3: I would say that uh, if you want to have the friendliest run, uh, feel like a part of the parkrun family, we welcome everybody. Uh, we are known for our, our friendly, encouraging, supportive nature out on course. We love a high five. So there's lots of high fives along the way. Um, and we absolutely brag and I think I don't know whether we should win the award, but we're pretty close to winning the award of the best um, breakfast and coffee after the park run. So I think that's a pretty appealing sell of why you should come to Terrellgan Park Run. We,
1: we should organise some sort of um, like national ranking for the breakfasts, I think, post-park run breakfasts, and, and get people to vote on them and give them scores out of a certain amount as they travel around. Yeah, yeah that's a really good idea.
0: I've heard about this cafe, Tanya. What's so good about it? You have. I have. Yeah, Traugan Cafe is is well known. Yeah,
3: Food Co. Food Co. on Franklin. So it's a it's a relatively new cafe. Actually, it's only been open. I wouldn't even say twelve months yet. And before then, we were um, sharing our our park run around the town. So every month we would nominate a different cafe and go around and try and spread our, our love locally and support local businesses. But as you probably know, with that, we would have people, as soon as they leave the location, so they leave our park run, they just wouldn't come back for coffee and, and you'd have numbers drop off. And, and then, of course, you enter into the town and it's hard to get a car park, so then it's just easy to go home and, and get your coffee at home. So we sort of had some problem with numbers coming back post-park run. So this cafe is literally a, a walk across the car park, which is very, very appealing, and it's also very, um, I mean, the food's amazing and the coffee's great, but they also treat us like a big family too, so
0: we're pretty lucky here. Certainly sounds like it. It's a big part of the park run morning, should never be underestimated, so you guys are lucky at Tarelgon. Yes, and
3: they give free coffees to our volunteers, so again, we're we're very appreciative of that, and they have a, a little dog stop that you can put park your park your dog and uh, you know bike racks and outdoor area to sit. So it is it's a really lovely location and and um you know we have lots of followers come back now, so we pretty much take over the whole cafe.
0: Awesome stuff, ticking all the boxes. Thanks Tanya, thanks for coming Absolutely. on and sharing your tales from Torelgen with us this week.
3: Thanks for having me. It's been great to have a have a chat about Torelgen, and I hope we see you all. Come and visit us.
0: We have a new roving reporter, a new up-and-comer by the name of Timothy. Take it away, Timothy.
4: Hi, Scott and Mel. It's Tim here. I'm at Early Beach Park Run, and I'm with Nicole Sanday whose home park run is Coomera on the Gold Coast, but she's just done her 100th park run today here in Early Beach, which is 50 at home and 50 away. Nicole, welcome. How are you? Good, thank you. And, Nicole, you're a bit nervous, so yeah. I'm going I'm to go easy on you. <laughs> um, but tell me about this 50 at home and 50 away. How did this come about?
1: Um, I started a couple of years ago, and I sort of started um, <laughs> going to Coomera, and then I went to Madhuri Bath, and I decided I'd try and do a few locations. And... 50 later, I'm at Ellie Beach. So. That's unreal,
4: and did you ha- were you sort of 25 and 25 when you got your 50 parkrun t-shirt that you're wearing proudly now, or is this something that's evolved that's more I'm recently? That's after the
1: 50, so I got right. to 50 and then I decided I'd start the locations, ah. and the alphabet and the, yeah, the Peel Club
4: and all that. Oh my word. I'm still
1: working
4: on those. <laughs> so yeah, so, and look, tell me about this alphabet um, scenario. Where are you up to in the, in the A
1: to Z? Um, I've only got three to go. Which are? The hard ones, O,
4: E, and J orange, orange parkrun. Yeah, park orange, run. I've got family in orange. Yeah and, be or be yeah, and then E's is going to be Emerald or Yeah, and J's Gels in Melbourne. Oh, Gels. Yeah. Well, that's a big one. Yeah. So, all right, that's so, so, year, so right. We've, got, we've got to book some cheap flights. That's yeah, what this basically, is all basically, yes, yes. Okay, fantastic. Definitely. Well, great to have you here in Early Beach today Thank and you. good luck in your pursuit of the alphabet and I guess now you're on your journey to 250 parkruns. Yes. So, good yes. luck.
1: Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> well, what a great roving report. I do love... The unsolicited ones we get. And if the CEO of Parkrun Australia can send us an unsolicited roving report, I think we can get them from more people. That's who it was. (laughs) (laughs) If if you haven't sent us a report before, we would love to hear from you because we always love to hear all the different voices and the different stories from Parkruns across the country or the world. I'm also interested in international roving reports. So if you're listening to this overseas... You know, have a crack. Send us some audio.
0: Mm. Me too. I want to hear some of those, more of those British accents. They're very fancy. You know, Sean just, he sounds really polite and professional. I'm sure he is, but it's the accent. So let's hear more of it.
1: Now, where is the cake this week, Scotty?
0: Uh, Let's have a look. Anniversaries. Quite a few. Blackbutt in the region of runners. They've had a rough trot, so they'll be... In full party mode, I reckon, on Saturday.
1: Rough trot with cancellations.
0: Yeah, they had a whole month off. Maybe more.
1: Oh, they must be super excited then.
0: Chelsea Bicentennial down in Victoria. They're celebrating their first anniversary.
1: Cool. We've got them all over the, the country at the moment because Claysbrook Cove in WA is celebrating theirs. And Victor Harbour in South Australia as well.
0: Nearly covered we- the country.
1: Yeah, Except Queensland next year will have an anniversary, because we've got a launch in Greenbank this weekend, so that'll be good too.
0: Yeah, do you know anything about Green Bank?
1: I know it's in Brisbane, <laughs> <laughs> so it's another one that isn't too far away for me to get to eventually. Cool. That's pretty much the extent of my knowledge about Greenbank.
0: Well, hopefully we will learn more over the coming months. Uh, last week I did jinx the cancellations.
1: You did. Yeah, sorry. We need to be more careful about what we say on podcasts. Obviously, we have a lot of input into the universe and how things run, so we have got to be more careful.
0: We had a couple of events cancel through lack of volunteers, which was even a bit sadder.
1: Yeah, it's very disappointing, isn't it? Hopefully, the communities involved realize what they're going to miss out on if they don't all put their hands up to help out every now and again. And it won't happen again in future at those yeah. events
0: that's it isn't it they're missing out not only are they missing out on the run sail v missing out on volunteering
1: that's the big missing out that people don't realise
0: indeed indeed okay that's a wrap three weeks in a row we've put out a pod I think I told you last week we might have next week off but I'm going to shock you here we're going to have a podcast next week
1: oh yeah um, did, were you expecting me to show up for that recording <laughs> or would you like to <laughs> please do I think I could fit it into my schedule. So
0: putting that on record, there will be a podcast next week.
1: And we Uh, might have a week off after that, shall we?
0: That could be on the cards. Got anything exciting happening this week? We were excited at the start of the show. Can you leave me with anything exciting?
1: I can leave you with something exciting. It's, it's, It's all about me, but that's okay. Well, not all about me. I just purchased fabric for Wes's first ever costume. And I'm very excited about that because it's going to be, um, he's going to have it, he'll be wearing it at the Sunshine Coast Marathon 2K Family Fun Run, which I do every year in costume anyway, but this is the new, the new, um, what do you call it when you do something every year? Tradition. <laughs> Use your words, Melissa. This is the new tradition is that we're going to do this uh, event every year, where's and I, and if we can... Suck Adam into it, then hopefully he'll join as well sometimes. I haven't quite convinced him. So we've got sort of matching costumes. Wes is going as the son, and I'm going as the mother of a very famous family. And I'm trying to convince Adam to go as the father in said family, but he's not having it. So If we could get a whole bunch of people to just message in and say, Adam, you need to man up and and wear the costume that your wife wants you to wear, that would be fabulous. But that's currently what I'm very excited about, making Wes's first costume, because he's going to look super cute. Okay.
0: And I like the idea of using the Parkrun Adventurer's audience to pressure your husband into doing something (laughs) he doesn't want to do and he feels (laughs) uncomfortable about. So let's do it. Let's all get behind Mel's idea. Please do. Um, Adam, man up. Is he running? I mean, is that something he still does?
1: He still does run, yes.
0: Okay, but is he running on Sunday?
1: Two two kilometres won't be um, too far for him to run. Sunday? What's Sunday? No, the, oh, it is a Sunday, the Sunshine Coast Marathon Festival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He hasn't, um, he hasn't registered for any of the other events, so he's got no excuse about having tired legs or anything like that. Okay. He'll come along to cheer, which he he did last year as well. But yeah, I would like him to to do the two K with me and Wes. That would be very cool.
0: I look forward to the report next week to find out what sort of man you've married, <laughs>
1: <laughs> whether or not he can put up with any more costumes. I have to I have to give him fair fair kudos, you know, because. He has worn a lot of things that have made him feel uncomfortable in the past, but I just don't think he realises the cuteness level of us all dressed as a family in this costume, so.
0: Well, he's used to it. (laughs) His excuses are running out fast.
1: Exactly. And what are you excited about in the coming week?
0: Ooh. um, Park run, of course, always.
1: Back at the folds on
0: Saturday. Nice. That's always good fun. Uh, the girls are volunteering. I'll be available for signings from about eight eight twenty
1: five. As in Come all signings. Come and say hi. <laughs> 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 or are you signing people up to fantasy football?
0: <laughs> well, there's an idea.
1: You could you could do your own draft mm. at Parkrun. Mm.
0: So, yeah, that's about it for me and and the conference, as we talked about. That's going to be very exciting. Heading up to the Goldie.
1: You'll be able to get some sunshine and some warmness.
0: Yeah, and be able to talk parkrun for three days with people who (laughs)
1: like talking (laughs) parkrun. People whose eyes don't glaze over when you mention it yet again.
0: Yeah, so that's fun. But we'll speak to you next week, Mel.
1: You will, indeed.